It's time to accelerate. Hi, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Join me as I host conversations with the leading experts in sales, marketing, sales automation, sales process, leadership, management, training, coaching, any resource that I believe to help you accelerate the growth of your sales, your business, and most importantly, you. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm very excited to talk today with my guest, Joe Gustafson, founder and CEO of BrainShark. Joe, how are you doing? Great, Andy. So, Joe, if you could, just take a minute and introduce yourself to the audience. Tell us uh, a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, so, uh, I'm the founder and CEO of BrainShark. Um, we started BrainShark uh, about 15 years ago, uh, and uh, it kind of came out of an idea I had, um, uh, you know, in a, in a prior business and a prior life. Uh, I'm not sure far, how far you want me to go back, oh, Andy. I can to, go the beginning, the to the beginning, to the beginning. All right, good. Okay. How'd you get started in sales? Well, it was my first job out of school. Um, so this is this is going way back in the time machine to uh, 1980, and um, you know a lot of interesting things were going on. You know, you had the mini computer world, and you mm-hmm. had PCs coming on. And um, I went to a school outside of Boston here uh, called Babson College, which is pretty. Um, well known for turning out entrepreneurs, and um, I, my first job was a salesman for a company called Service Bureau Company, which was formed by IBM. Uh, which was, w- when you think back on it, you know we're here, we're we're in the middle of all the software as a service and subscription economy, right? Uh, and that's really what they did back. Uh, you know, when if you couldn't afford a mainframe, they would sell you computer time and computer services. So anyway, my first right. job was. Uh, a salesman and uh, um, learned a lot, got trained a lot, uh, you know, in the old fashioned way. They were, they'd send you to New York or Atlanta and you'd be there for weeks at a time and you'd go back every year for weeks at a time. Oh, yeah, I remember and, those days. Um, yeah, you know, Navy suits and white shirts and uh, rep ties. Absolutely. And uh, so I, I went, I stayed there for about four or five years and that was very successful, but I always wanted to get into a small, uh, business. So um, I, I joined a, a tech company here in Boston in '85 that uh, built uh, com- uh, relational databases on a PC, and it was a great experience. The company failed after two and a half years, but it gave me an opportunity to go out and start my own business. And um, I think it was '87, and I um, we built computer-based training for SQL databases and wow. DB2 and Oracle. Right. And it was a self-funded business, and um, we. Uh, partnered up with Oracle, which was a great, great experience. And I ended up selling that company to uh, Gartner Group in uh, 95. So that was, uh, that's how we got there. And, and, and the reason I started BrainShark was the experiences we had uh, at that prior company, Relational Courseware, where we used to build computer-based training, and it would take um, oh, you know, fifteen different skill sets of people, and it would take three months and fifty thousand dollars to build one course. And uh, what we what we did was um, it was just wasn't scalable. So the idea for BrainShark came around from uh, the problems we had at trying to build lots of uh, of courseware and curriculum at Relational Courseware. So the idea from BrainShark came from a problem we had at um, uh, at a prior business. So tell the audience what BrainShark does for those that might not be familiar with it, because uh, you've really sort of expanded beyond just training. I mean, people are using it for marketing and sales and so on. Yeah, that's a uh, it's a great it's a great question. We we've really kind of it's like a tale of two companies. We 
we started BrainShark um, to solve that problem I had where could you quickly and easily and at low cost create rich on-demand content. And this was back in 2000 when we started the company. And uh, it was kind of a novel idea that, you know, why should you, you know, spend $50,000 on computer-based training when, you know, everyone's got a PC and the internet was really starting to work, actually. And, um, you know, you had people that had their expertise and their knowledge. So what we did is we we built this uh, this true SaaS platform and, and, and nobody knew what SaaS was back right. then. But what it allowed you to do was to take your your content, which is primarily PowerPoint, upload it up into the internet, and you know, and again, it wasn't even called a cloud or anything back then. Right. And just pick up a telephone and record your voice to the slides, and you could have interactions and polls and surveys and quizzes, and people could get access to that rich content anytime. And the and the value of that was that. It it in, had a higher retention value. It would uh, be more interesting. You could look at it anytime that you wanted to, and we found some pretty interesting markets for it. Where um, yes, learning and and training, but also companies were using it for marketing, and you know they were educating their prospects and their customers. Uh, before having sales conversations with them, so it was really a, uh, and it still is the, you know, the bulk of our sales today. We're a 250-person company. We're, you know, um, greater than 50 million dollars in recurring revenue, and um, we, you know, built up the leadership position in that on-demand, uh, you know, rich content. And we've got about 3,000 enterprise customers. So we really pioneered a whole market around that, uh, that business, which allowed us to then launch into something new and really exciting around sales productivity. Right. And so you guys use the stat in your material that only 11% of sales conversations are considered of value by the executives who are on the receiving end of it. So what research did that come from and, and what's really the cause of that? Yeah, good question. So that I believe that came from Forrester, and um, where they found that you know one out of ten, uh, or nine out—it depends on how you look at it, right? But nine out of ten right. com- sales conversations are a waste of time. Um, so we, we we saw that stat, and you know we started to realize that boy, the world has you know changed a lot on how we buy and how we sell. And um, I think you touched on this in in your book, Zero Time Selling, also where you know, prospects and customers are much more educated than they've ever been before. And that puts enormous stress and pressure on salespeople to deliver that high value ad, right? So mm-hmm. the reason we think they're not successful is is that salespeople are probably selling the old-fashioned way where they want to talk about features and uh, and, and product type things. And yet the customer or the prospect is saying, well, wait a minute, I already did that research. So you know, tell me things I don't know. Give me some added value. So mm-hmm. there's, I think there's a big, big lack of value in the conversation today. And so, how does Brain Shark help that? Because you know, if you've read the book, and you know, I, I, strong believer in the value of of maximizing the time and that you use and invest in the sales process, but also maximize the customer's return on the time they invest in you. So how how are people using Brain Shark to help shorten that buyer's journey? Yeah. So we did a lot of research into this uh, before launching our next set of products, which is called the BrainShark Sales Accelerator, uh, which has been in the market for about nine months. But what we, we wanted to understand 
the, the questions that you're asking, right? Is like, you know, what's the problem? Why is there a, uh, a sales productivity gap? What's causing it? And what can we do about it to solve it? And, you know, between our conversations with our customers, with new customers, we talk to a lot of analysts, we talk to industry experts like yourself, and we found it came down to a few basic problems out there. One is that um, in, in order to have a higher value conversation, you have to be more educated, right, as a salesperson. You, you have to be not just knowledgeable on your products, but you also need to be uh, knowledgeable on your your industry, uh, what's going on, how does how do other customers use your product? So, the the learning is a really important part of it. We can and we can dive into these things, you know, if you want. But so one is learning. Mm-hmm. The second thing we found was that that when customers are talking to salespeople, they're not having very engaging conversations. It's almost the show up and throw up kind of thing. And and I'm and maybe I'm simplifying it a bit, but. They truly weren't, you know, having that conversation that people right. wanted. So it's just the salespeople talking. Yeah, primarily for the and, most part. Right. Yeah. Let me tell you about my great product, and it's really awesome. And let me show you, and let me give you a demo. You know, that kind of right. thing. Whereas customers are like, well, wait a minute. You know, I mean, how is this going to impact my 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 objective, which might be a shorter sales cycle or larger deals or cross selling or whatever. So the engagement was number two. The third thing that we um, identified as issues were around coaching, and that is that um, I think frontline managers um, have an enormous role to play in sales productivity, and I don't think there's a lot of good uh, help that that's being given. I'm, I know back at my time, back at you know the service bureau. Uh, IBM days, they you know they would promote the the best salesperson to manager, and then they'd move them around the country to some branch. And right. it doesn't mean you're you know, if you're a good salesman, it doesn't mean you're going to be a great manager, right? And, exactly. and they don't necessarily provide a lot of training for it. Um, the fourth thing that we've seen is that um, there is zero visibility into what salespeople do. Uh, and I think that's really fascinating. And I think this is actually going to be the future of sales. Is that um, you know, today with the internet, prospects and customers, you know, are doing all their research ahead of time. And when they go to a company's website, you know, they're looking at information, they're downloading it, and all that is being tracked by a marketing automation system like Eloqua or Marketo or, right. or HubSpot or anything like that. So marketers have fast, fascinating amount, uh, fascinating information, huge amounts of data. Uh, and they can track and predict and move things along. But as soon as it gets to a sales rep, it goes into a black hole because the sales guy is just, you know, get out of the way. I'm going to go talk to the customer and I know what I'm doing. And very little information gets put into the CRM system. So managers. Well, the information that gets put in is, is all quantitative. It's not qualitative, right? So you know how many calls or how many touches somebody made, but you really don't know the quality or the impact of that. That well, you know, it's interesting you say that. So I, you know, you could say it, it is. It's quantitative, but there's a very small amount of quantitative, which is um, I moved it from stage one to stage two, or we opened an opportunity and we closed an opportunity. There's, I don't think there's a lot of quantitative information. In fact, I do think that even the qualitative information that's in there is very. Sub, it's all subjective, right? Yes. It's like, well, that's the point I was making. You're right. <clears throat> yeah, me. so it's like, you know, it's like, 
once a week you sit down with your boss, your manager, and Joe, how's this deal going? Well, it's going great, boss. I mean, you know, they love us, and uh, why? You know, why? And it's going to close by the end of the month. Well, why? Be, well, because I said so, and right. there's nothing to really back it up. So I think we're saying the same thing that right. there's a lack of really good data into the CRM system, and it's because salespeople aren't wired to put a lot of that information in. So we need to find ways to. Uh, to track the activities and the things that are going on. Uh, and I think a great way to do that is through content. And then the, the last piece of it is, is that we're constantly hearing across the board is that the companies, um, they're not getting the, the value out of a CRM system that they want. And that is because the reps aren't using it. And companies want to use CRM for more strategic platforms that they can do lots of interesting and cool things with that'll impact their, their customers. Mm -hmm. Uh, but they can't if nobody is really using it. So those are the five key things that we, we saw. And what we wanted to do to answer your, your original question was, what are we doing about it? Well, we, we built a whole set of products called the BrainShark Sales Accelerator that allows, uh, first of all, it's all in, tightly integrated into uh, Salesforce.com. So it all works from within the CRM, which is what everybody wants. It will um, provide onboarding uh, learning and information that you can get uh, from a number of different places in the CRM, from your homepage, from Chatter, from uh, a number of different places. It will provide uh, the right information to salespeople uh, as they, they need it. You know, one of the mm -hmm. interesting stats we found too is that salespeople spend 40% uh, of their time or two days of, of the week looking for or creating content. And it's a huge sinkhole of time. So right. what we do is we recommend the right amount of information at the, 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 the stage of sale, uh, who you're talking to, the altitude level, the products that they're interested in, a variety of different variables, and it's all right there in Salesforce. So the sales rep, instead of looking for stuff, the content finds the sales rep. Uh, and then the last piece of this, what we do is we also recommend content that you should share with your customers. So before going to a meeting, maybe two days in advance, uh, I'll, I'll send you out a, a brain shark video presentation and you can look at that and I'll know if you looked at it, I'll know mm -hmm. if you shared it with other people. Then when we get there to the meeting, I can, instead of just plugging in my PC and shining it up against the wall, I can perhaps use my iPad where I can you know, beam content across the table to you or, or people that are calling in on the telephone uh, across the country to them, to their PC or their iPad, and we can share content. Uh, and then I can follow up as well. And, and what's great about it is all of that information, that content that we're using either before or during or after the meeting is all tracked. Right. So we know specifically what you're looking at, who's in the meeting, who's looking at it, how they're responding, you know, what order of things. So now you can start to do a number of things. One is the salesperson has a record of what we talked about. The manager can look at it and say, well, Joe, you're telling me this thing's going to close, but you're, you're, you're using stage two content. You know, you're not even close to, right. you know, where you should be. Nobody's asking for references or anything yet. Right. Uh, and then management, think about this from a, from a senior level perspective. And I've heard this from some very big companies is that, you know, we might invest 10 or $50 million introducing a new product. And we're telling Wall Street, uh, the CEOs on the conference, on the quarterly calls telling Wall Street that, yeah, this thing's going great and we're really excited about it. But, you know, of their 5,000 salespeople, nobody might be talking about it. And they don't know <laughs> that, right? Like, uh-oh. 
Um, so th th there's there's a lot of uh, uh, low hanging fruit here that that we're seeing in the marketplace that companies really want to solve around sales productivity. Well, great. We're going to take a short break. This has been Joe Gustafson, CEO, founder of BrainShark, telling us about BrainShark and how it's being used to help accelerate the buyer's journey. And we'll be back right after the break. Hi, this is Andy. Connect and Sell is used by sales reps at nearly a thousand companies, including hundreds of technology startups and several Fortune 500 companies, to overcome the challenges of getting prospects on the phone. Companies using Connect and Sell grow their revenues faster by enabling their sales reps to have more sales conversations in 90 minutes than they could otherwise achieve in an entire week. Connect and Sell can be deployed directly to your sales reps, or you can take advantage of their outbound on-demand service, which delivers qualified prospect meetings scheduled directly on your sales reps' calendars. Visit connectandsell.com to learn more about how Connect and Sell can start filling your pipeline today. We're back. Welcome back. My guest today is Joe Gustafson, founder and CEO of BrainShark. So you were just telling us before the break about how enterprises were, were using uh, BrainShark to sort of you know, talk about a new product introduction example with the CEO of Wall Street. But can you give us sort of a uh, typical profile of a company that uses BrainShark? Oh, that's a tough one um, because we've got customers in... 36 different verticals. We've got um, companies that are very large, very small. We've got um, uh, companies that use it around uh, the world. Most of our buying centers are typically in North America right now, and that's mm -hmm. kind of by choice on our side. You know, and I think what it does is it points to um, you know the broad-based need for uh, better sales communication, you know, better sales training, uh, and, and better sales productivity. So. Um, well, maybe I'll ask uh, the it, question a little bit differently. Is, is how would someone recognize they have the need for BrainShark? If you're a sales manager, it's like, you know, what's going to be that? What's going to be the thing that, that comes to mind and said, "Gosh, I need to find a solution to this." That's, yeah, I think I think the, that's a good question. That's a really good question. I think the um, the the core is that our sales guys aren't making the number. Um, you know, that, that we've got a real, uh, you know, you know, sales issue, sales problem earlier in the, in the conversation, you mentioned that, you know, f we, we uh, use that Forrester stat of, um, you know, only uh, one out of 10 sales conversations are, are useful and successful. I think that, you know, when we dig deep into that, the problems that we see happening out there that cause companies to go look for better so for solutions are, you know, they're one. They're not making their numbers. They're uh, they've got very few A reps that are that are beating the number, and their their Bs and Cs are nowhere near quota. Uh, I think in your book you mentioned something like what fifty percent of salespeople don't make quota. Did I get that right? No, that's right. Yeah. Uh, um, so that's an issue. Uh, when I talk to executives and CEOs, they tell me. Um, you know, they want their sales cycles to be shorter. Cross-selling of new products is a big issue where uh, companies want to expand by buying companies or buying or introducing new products, and they assume that they can just hand it into their sales organization and put it in the bag, and salespeople are going to automatically sell it. Well, that's not true. Salespeople sell what they're comfortable with, mm -hmm. and the new products don't get uptake. So, you know, it what it's a great question you just asked is what causes people to come talk to us about improving their productivity, it depends on their situation. And it really comes down to about, I don't know, half a dozen different big bucket, you know, things that they're, they're, they're trying to solve. But it's all because they're just, 
they're not getting the right uh, productivity out of their out of their organization, and it's a big problem. Yeah, and I mean, maybe just to drill deeper a little bit on that, it's just that, gosh, you know, there's been this explosion, right, in the last three years. You're a pioneer in the whole sort of sales enablement space and so on, but, you know, that's, in the last two, three years, it's been like a real veritable explosion, a number of companies that are providing products and services in this space. Yeah, you know, that's why I started wondering, you know, given all the various offerings that are out there, why BrainCheck, right? Somebody's going to focus on BrainCheck. What's the, that differentiating uh, need they have that, that will drive them your direction? Yeah, that's another good question. You know, I think it's interesting. You know, you're right. There's been, in the last few years, uh, an, an explosion of investment and new companies um, uh, looking at addressing and solving this problem. And that's a good, healthy thing, right? That's how a market is formed. Typically, in my experience, what happens with uh, a, a market is is that um, you start to understand what the 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 pro- where the problems exist and what the 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 use cases are are for solving that. And you know, earlier in the conversation, you know, I mentioned the things that that we're seeing out there for you know for problems and challenges. You know, one is around learning, whether it's onboarding or continuous. Second is around having a more engaging conversation. Third is around coaching. Right. Uh, and then you've got this analytics issue. And so, why companies come to us is, I mean, our heritage has been in creating great, rich content for. For learning, not just for you know across the board corporate learning, but a lot of sales training and learning and channels. So we're experts in that. We leveraged our our core capability uh, to build a, an engagement platform where you can have that content served up in context. So now a salesperson can save time and they have the right information not only to get smart before going into a call, but then also be able to share that information. Mm -hmm. And then the third is that we've got very deep analytics, and that is that we can track all this and we can provide insight uh, into what's going on. Is your sales organization ready? Are your customers, uh, you know, consuming the right information for where they should be? And, And you can also measure now how what's working right so if we use this content here and it causes you know the 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 sales cycle to move to the next stage in 82% of you know my thousand sales conversations that happened last week you know that tells you really valuable information so it's those three reasons that people uh you know come to us and choose brain shark well let me pose a change direction just a little bit and pose a hypothetical scenario to you <clears throat> excuse me and you know in this case in scenario, you're a brand new sales manager hired into an existing company whose sales have sort of stagnated, a little bit stalled. You know, the company's in a hurry to get things turned around. What What are the two things you would do in that first week that you're on the job that would have the biggest impact? Well, I think the first thing I do is try and find out what the issue is. I mean, you know, why are things stagnating? Is it a you know, is it a product issue? Is it a people issue? Is it process? Is it uh, uh, competitive types of situation, uh, and then I think the you know the next thing I would do is to um, y- you know take what that that core problem is uh, and start to really dissect it, and then say okay, what can we do to uh, make an impact on and breaking breaking through it? And in some cases, it might be some simple things, and others it might be a more complex. Uh, you know, situation. But, um, you know, I think you just have to understand what the issues are and then, you know, break it apart. And, 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 and I think also get into the, 
I also like to 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 get into the low hanging fruit things first, right? Right. Let's 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 solve some problems that are easy. Get some quick hits. Show some momentum, uh, and kind of get everybody on board. Like we can tackle this thing. So, what's the biggest challenge that you're facing at BrainShark in terms of building a high velocity sales team? Yeah, that's also another good question. So, you know, if you look at our our core uh, classic business, um, we have. Um, uh, we, we created that business, uh, and it's a it, it's a tool to help you um, you know create richer content that that's got a lot of value to a lot of customers. As we're getting into the sales enablement, sales productivity, sales acceleration, uh, what we're finding is is that it is a much higher level problem. It goes all the way to the chief revenue officer, C suite, um, and these are the people that are that are really feeling the pain for sales productivity. Uh, so it's that, it's a, it's a selling to a different audience. It's selling to a team of people uh, as opposed to one or two people might buy the classic brain shark. Now we're looking at teams of, of, of people on the buyer side, which means we have to respond with a team of people here on selling. You know, team mm -hmm. is a, uh, selling is a team sport. And right. so it changes the dynamics. The opportunities opportunities are much greater uh, and in terms of dollar value. And the other thing is that it's, um, uh, you know, it adds more value to the customer. So, you know, they're going to be looking at this for a longer term type of a relationship. So it, it's a, it's a different way of selling. Um, and we continue to have great success with our core products, but it's, it, the, you know, a challenge for us is how do we go to market in a different way to sell a different set of products? And have you changed your sales model? I mean, is this more of a, inside sales SaaS model that you're incorporating now for the, the sales accelerator product? Actually, it's the, it's the opposite. It's more of a, uh, we believe that um, it's more of a, a, a field uh, touch base model. Mm -hmm. So whereas the classic brain shark, we, you know, we would sell from people primarily, they would do some traveling, but it would be from our, our offices here in Boston. Uh, we do believe that, you know, that if companies are going to make a, a bet with how do I improve my productivity and it could be hundreds or thousands of my salespeople and it's going to, you know, impact sales, which everybody has visibility to that they, they want to feel really comfortable that, you know, you're doing, this is somebody you can work with and they want a company with uh, experience, with credibility, with financial resources, with, uh, the abilities to to be there for them over the long haul, um, and uh, you, you know, be, be being you know with them and 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 and, and visiting them, uh, we think is an important part of this. Yeah, interesting. That sort of runs counter a lot of what's sort of happening in the SaaS model, SaaS world. So it's it's very fascinating to hear. I mean, I I, I agree with you 100. percent You know, as you get into more complex sales and more decision makers, that makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah, it's more of an enterprise sale, you know. Yeah. Um, um, and it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that you can't sell this over the phone. Um, it depends upon the uh, you know the company. I mean, if we're selling to a large multinational, um, you know, some of those meetings will be face to face. But by you know by the definition that you know people are all over the place, you're going to have you're going to have um, uh, you know conference calls and webcasts and web conferences and things like that. Right. Uh, but they, I think people want to feel you and, you know, and, and touch it and, and know that there's a real business behind this. And I bet you, you know, even, you know, with Salesforce, which is a, you know, one of the classic SaaS businesses, they, uh, 
they probably structure it the same way. Whereas the you know the small and mid-sized accounts might be more over the telephone. But when you get into the enterprise accounts, there's a lot of um, a lot of a lot of close relationships there. Right. Well, good. Well, let's move into the last segment of the show. I've got some rapid-fire questions for you. One-word answers would be great, but you can elaborate if you want. And are you ready to have a few of these? Yeah, I think so. Sure. Okay, so <laughs> so what's the one sales tool that you use every day for sales or sales management that you can't live without? Uh, actually, I love our own product called SlideShark. Um, awesome product. Uh, able uh, Present from uh, your iPad or your iPhone, and it tracks all, all the data. Great. Who's your sales role model? Uh, you mean person or? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. You know, that would be uh, my dad who has deceased. And he was a pioneer in the helicopter business. And uh, he took a concept that Igor Sikorsky built. And he built all the markets for it. He was the best salesperson I have ever experienced. Great answer. So what's the one book every salesperson should read? Well, um, that's a tough question. I can, you know, tell you about a, the most rec- recent book I read, which was yours, Zero Time Selling, in the last couple of days. <laughs> I wasn't trying to solicit uh, that. <laughs> no, no, no. I know you weren't, but um, you know, it's top of mind. I just read it a few days ago. I thought it was a terrific, uh, practical, easy to read book that, you know, you could take away with a, you know, half a dozen different things that I thought were spot on. So okay. I'll give you credit on that one. All right. Well, thank you. So, what's your favorite music to listen to to psych yourself up for an important sales call? Ha! So um, this uh, this past summer, I've got uh, uh, four kids. Two are uh, more on the creative side, the oldest, and then the two youngest are student athletes. We've been doing a lot of lacrosse tournaments uh, mm-hmm. this year, driving around East Coast. And Sirius XM has a channel called Road Trip, and it is awesome blend of all kinds of different stuff, and it is just kind of like super fired up music. So that's my... Uh, that's my answer on that one. All right. I, uh, I love that stuff. I also like jazz too, but that doesn't fire you up so much. All right. So last question. What's the first sales activity you do every day? Huh? I look at our Salesforce dashboards. I get up and I do my email, but then I also look at the Salesforce dashboards. I want to know what's changing, what's going on, uh, you know, what's happening with our, with our sales forecast. Excellent. Well, I want to thank you for joining me today, Joe. My guest has been Joe Gustafson, founder and CEO of BrainShark. And Joe, how can people find out more about BrainShark? Uh, go to our website, uh, www.brainshark.com. Brain and S-H-A-R-K. Sounds perfect. So remember, everybody who's listening, make it a part of your day every day to deliberately learn something new to help you amp up your sales. And if you listen to the show today, I think we helped you with that. So until next time, this is Andy Paul. Good selling, everyone. Thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you heard and want to make sure you don't miss any upcoming episodes, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher.com. For more information about today's guests, visit my website at andypaul.com.